0: Madden Madden. Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary.
1: The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, travelling on effervescent balls of summer fire.
0: Right now, Star Trek Picard, Episode 1, Remembrance, and Episode 2,
1: Maps and Legends. In the year 2020, Star Trek is back, baby!
0: That was all? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That was short and sweet. We're,
1: we're going to try and go a little short and sweet here today, to be honest. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah this, I predict, this isn't coming out as like the main Wednesday episode, right?
0: No, maybe it's a Saturday. I don't know what day. You know, people could listen to later, too. They could listen on any day of the week. They could listen
1: a different year. They could choose like a new day. Someone could be in space listening to this. Yeah. yeah, they might have eight days by then. Maybe this is what And people- you have to work for six of them, because fucking the
0: capitalists won. <laughs> and, and, and our podcast is banned on the planet Earth and listened to by space travelers on long missions with our voices talking to them very slowly over year.: Sorry, this is Matt. This is Luke.
1: And this is our Sci-Fi Sanctuary. It's actually a mountainside temple today. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, I should have posted some pictures because we're recording somewhere pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> For this audio only podcast. Oh, I just saw the paintings on the ceiling. Yeah, there's paintings on the ceiling. They're very old.
0: It's from the 13th century.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, they might want to restore them, but they probably did like two hundred years ago.
1: I gotta come up here with the proper actual and on a camera and make a video about this
0: place. You know where it is now.
1: <laughs> yeah, this place is amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why I came here. Uh, but we are here not to talk about Japanese temples in detail. Yeah, you
1: can't see it. This is an audio podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about Star Trek. Picard. I, I heard they um, had thought about calling it Destiny. I'm be glad better? they didn't. Yeah, it's just sticking a character's name on his... It is on the nose, but I guess with putting Patrick Stewart in a Star Trek show at this point it's also pretty
1: on the nose because i like they're currently talking about like a series two i'd imagined it as just like a one-off very short mini series just about picard right
0: that's how they sold it to him uh michael chabon i'm hoping i said his name right did wonder boys um he was the showrunner for season one he will not be the showrunner for season two Oh, interesting. I think they did sell Patrick Stewart and we're just going to do this 10 episode thing. And I guess he was cool enough with it. They, the Season two is in pre-production now.
1: Yeah. And um, we're not talking about all of Star Trek Picard because we've only seen the first two episodes. Yeah, I guess you have got a bit of a time limit on this in that if we don't get it out before episode three, it's going to seem weird. Well, oh, it will be out for that. Yeah.
0: About the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll probably get to you again with episodes three and four, but today is episodes one and two. Uh, the first one was called Remembrance, and the second, I don't remember, do you remember? I didn't Maps and notice. Legends. Yes,
1: I didn't even know they had episode titles. Yeah,
0: first one's Remembrance, <laughs> second one is Maps and Legends, we have seen those, and um, Will, how's the carding for you so
1: far? Oh, I said it at the start, Star Trek, this feels like star trek it does It's like nothing has for a while
0: well it specifically feels like it doesn't feel like tng that i guess that's why the show is showing some promise Uh, it Um, feels like picard it feels like picard it doesn't feel like tng but it feels like picard like you know the guy on screen is not professor x yeah 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 (laughs) it's definitely Picard on screen. So, you know, it's not Patrick Stewart. That's the one thing. Uh, Kirk, as the movies went on, became more and more Shatner. Right. Where Picard is nothing like Patrick Stewart when you see him in, you know, um, interviews and stuff.
1: Which, right, he's quite a vibrant, fun...
0: Yeah, he's like a practical jokester or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, Picard is, you know, pretty serious. And we do... We, we, uh, I guess, coming up to is they're not going to try and do action Picard, and well, so far they haven't. It's probably for the best. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but there's some action happens, but it happens kind of around him.
0: Yes, because he's seven. Patrick Stewart is seventy nine. Well,
1: even the next gen movies try to just make Picard Kirk, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think of him, you know, climbing the ropes to get the board queen, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tubing, shooting the tubing shooting with a
1: Tommy gun, and yeah. The, excuse me, the tubing of engineering. Let's get that right. Yeah, we're talking yeah, track. yeah, all this shit. <laughs> Car chases in Nemesis. And... Um,
0: well, let's let's take this Picard. This Picard has given up for quite a while, more or less. I mean, he, he feels justified in having given up.
1: Yeah, it's, he hasn't given up. He left in protest. He's probably making some nice wine. Yeah. They're, they're, people seem to like his wine, and, you know, I would imagine Picard makes a good wine. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a... My well, like, brother did most of it. But you know, he's, he's like living with those Romulans now. Oh, yes.
0: This is interesting. Uh, Picard so far makes Nemesis uh, for better or for worse, now pretty important part of the TNG canon.
1: Well, it also makes uh, 2009 Star Trek. 2009, yeah, this is set in the original timeline after the event which created the Kelvin timeline. Quite a long time.
0: They actually went farther in. Yeah, Picard is actually supposed to be like ninety four in this. Yeah. This is uh twenty three ninety nine. So they even went farther past uh where they would have on the
1: um well because people would have age as fast in right, right, Star Trek, right. right? So it makes sense. Yeah,
0: uh well, what was McCoy supposed to be in that first TNG? Episode? Like hundred something, right? hundred and thirty eight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I guess that that is pushing it even in the um Starfleet future. But uh Picard's, you know, he's basically like like normal old age. He hasn't started falling apart yet. Mm. Um, are they... Did they? The second episode, they've already started hinting as aromatic syndrome, or is it going to be... It has to be that. They can't go with something else, right? Going with something else would be lame.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, mm-hmm. They've left it off. Oh, here's the thing. That bit in episode two. Do you feel like that was written for Crusher? No. No? When, uh, was the, after one... the he hang out with, like, a... You know, this is the doctor who he's known for a long time, who is his old friend. Yeah, from the Stargazer. Yeah, but we, he's not a guy who we've ever seen. Well, the actor we've seen. That that's why I guess I was sitting there like, did I see the Santa N G episode? Right, but it would have made more it feels like it would have made more sense if that had been a Crusher Caddy.
0: Well put yourself in card shoes. Would you wanna do that with the Medical officer that you served with for many years had romantic flirtations with, maybe got married to and divorced. We don't
1: quite. I, I think this, no. that's a point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or would you call like the guy you when you first became captain and was your buddy on the Stargazer? That's true. Yeah. For that kind of personal crap, I mean, you'd probably. No, but go, he didn't know. He just wanted. Oh, sign me off as a. But he he Picard remembers the all good all good things timeline. Sure. He's the only one that remembers that, so he remembers having aromatic syndrome so he would know that might be the result. Mm. It made sense to me he would actually go for the stargazer guy and not uh, crush okay. him. It, it might be an actor thing. Obviously, you'd want to go see if she wants to be on the show, but uh, I mean, we already know um, Jonathan yeah. Frakes and uh, Marina Citrus are, are gonna, yeah, Sirtis yeah. Do are we, gonna think, be there. Yeah, I think, do we know LeVar? Citrus? We don't. Huh. We don't, um, well, I mean, Brent Spliner's awesome. already there. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's a pretty major Despite being dead, pretty yeah. well, I, I like that he is still dead. I really like they didn't just, because at the end of Nemesis, they imply that he's put himself in B4, and Data could just be back in the next one.
0: In case Burnspire changes his mind. Right, and <laughs> I really like they haven't made that. And Burnspire changes his mind. <laughs> Yeah, but they've done a more yeah. interesting thing with it. Oh, of right? course. And I liked, at first, um, when I saw the previews, I said, oh, maybe Picard just, like, hangs out with Data on the par- uh, parking deck, the holodeck, right. which would also be lame. So yeah. I like that he's actually experiencing Data through weird, surreal dreams, very similar to some of the trippier episodes of TNG.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's That's where I'm saying, like, like it, feel, it, it definitely is not copying TNG at all, but that flavor comes through like that's the flavor of trippy tng sequences
1: yeah yeah yeah. well it it just feels like it has the heart that tng had yeah because well tng is my favorite star trek i think i haven't seen as much of like ds9 and voyager as you have
0: i'm probably gonna side with the the tng
1: but i Uh, love picard as a character and the fact that it's a tv show which is sometimes an action tv show where the main character is a diplomat who mostly solves problems (laughs) non-violently. And it's like, Star Trek's the one show where you really cannot give any credence to the guys saying, oh, the SJW's ruined it. Because like it's always been like the most left-wing TV show that exists.
0: Well, it's like Star Star Wars. Star Trek is a functional social... To a death of the, I can't talk, social justice warrior, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you do get people like going in weird directions based on false information. Uh, but the, the thing with Star Trek is do it and have the proper information and know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, well, I, okay, here's, here's the big crux of this show. Does Starfleet know what they're doing anymore? Because Picard is, we, we are putting Picard against Starfleet. Now, in Mary's vision, Starfleet should be relatively infallible.
1: Right. Um, well, Picard, I'm sorry, the real human being, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> uh, I saw an interview with him and he was saying that he agreed to come back when he realized it wasn't just going to be the Federation utopia this time, mm. because he didn't think that would be a relevant show in this day and age. Um, obviously, like that dream of the future is still one that I would love to see, you know, a, just understanding peaceful we've moved past all of this but to the story they're telling now is here's a society which because they were scared forgot that dream which i think is very relevant and resonant
0: right i guess yeah because earlier star trek it doesn't ruin that the federation can have its ups and downs yeah. there is a utopian vision where they don't but it's not realistic and it doesn't make for good drama
1: yeah <laughs> and like so for example the Abrams movies often feel like they just completely forget that side of it. Like, less so the third one. Mm. But the first two do feel very militaristic in their version of Starfleet, right? Mm. And then Discovery is literally set during a war. Right. But I didn't feel like that felt like Star Trek until the final episode when she did find a very diplomatic solution to everything.
0: And let's not forget season two.
1: I haven't seen much of season two, but I want to. (laughs) Right, but like this is where it's like, so season two maybe does it as well. But my love of Star Trek is that it is a different message than most just, yeah, shoot the baddies when you right. fight
0: For fiction. me, the, the thing with Star Trek, it's, it's always been like, we're cool. We're fine. Let's move on. Let's yeah. explore the problems. The challenges come from exploration, not because you're intrinsically screwed.
1: Yeah. I now, mean, like, obviously, you still want some character drama because that's. Well, Picard think Picard, here, telling, right? Picard
0: is in this series what we want from Starfleet and Starfleet is not. Is not that anymore. Right. Um, oh, one weird thing. Is this the first time we've had a Commodore on screen since the original series?
1: Which character was the Commodore?
0: I don't remember what we talked, is that who he's? No, it's the Admiral that he gets into a like shouting match with.
1: Oh, it's the one that the Admiral then phones the Commodore.
0: Maybe that's it, but I'm just like, yeah, I feel like we haven't seen a Commodore since TOS.
1: Yeah, so, I can't remember even It what. just caught my attention. Is, yeah, it, which it, ones are Commodores? <laughs> I don't even... That's the thing I don't really know. Oh, here's something. Have you thought about this in a while? In TOS, that wasn't the Starfleet logo. That
0: was, was just the, Enterprise. the Enterprise's logo. Yes. They had
1: different ones when they met. Yes. That's so weird to think now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you come in with a cool logo. You, you know, don't but keep yeah, it to yourself. because all the other ones look shit because they were just like, oh, quickly, give it a different logo.
0: So if you really want to smash some continuity, screw Discovery. They're putting... They're putting Enterprise logos on there, because that's before, man. Yeah. yeah. Later on, you can make an argument, but in Discovery, you can't.
1: Oh, that's the point, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you could argue that, like, oh, because the Enterprise was so successful, mm. Starfleet decided to adopt that one out of, like, I
0: respect. just ruined
1: Discovery for you, man. Put it up on YouTube, freaking Star Trek Discovery destroyed by <laughs> facts and logic. <laughs> by idiot. <itic. laughs> no, no, that actually would help it out, sorry. <laughs> also yeah we would we would get like a billion clicks for that from (laughs) cunts When I first saw the 2009 movie, my big disappointment with it was that Romulus was destroyed. Um, I know Star Trek is like an ongoing, continuous thing, but to me, if it ever was going to have an ending, like the saga was going to end, I feel like the ending is Vulcans and Romulans, uh, societies rejoining, right?
0: Uh, The Klingons are so important, though. Oh, yeah, but the the Klingons
1: kind of have become their allies by this point. Mm. So the Klingons... Klingons, I guess, in original series, were the main villains, mm. and they had an ending in um, Undiscovered Country. Right. Which is why that's a really good film. The Romulus just talks shit through most of TMG. Right. <laughs> but the back, but um, when Spock comes back, it's because he's trying to um, preach peace on Romulus, mm. right? And like, that feels like such a big part of this universe. And a good ending for that would be they finally find this diplomatic solution. Maybe it's actually, it's not that the Romulans need to learn from the Vulcans, it's that the Vulcans need to learn from the Romulans. And mm. They rediscovered, No, know, that would have been an... It's like, oh no, we just blew them up. So I'm glad that they haven't just cut the Romulans out entirely. No. That it's, make, it's really dealing with... Because, yeah. you know, they're, they're a space-faring race, so losing one planet isn't. Yeah, it's
0: nice this show has been able to grab that movie and, you know, like, kind of tie it back into the main Trek... Yeah, uh, canon so to speak. In uh, the movies, can exist wherever they want. That's fine. Um, well, they explicitly that's cool. are a separate timeline. They say as much. But yes, uh, it's uh, tying Nemesis in. I mean, it is a movie, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be
1: it would be weirder
0: to cut it out, right? It'd be disingenuous to do that. Um, but aren't the Borg the real
1: baddies of TNG? Yeah, and but there is no like peaceful Borg ending, is there?
0: What are we watching here? We have the Romulans and Starfleet
1: you know, reclaiming mm. lost Borg or whatever. I mean... I, get, I think what I'm getting at is the Romulans were the only one which were consistently important through TOS and TNG. Yeah, okay. So I feel like they're like mm. the overarching Right. Point. Yeah, but, the Borgs, I guess, are Picard's arch nemesis.
0: Exactly. And here we're definitely going to be getting some kind of Borg thing, although they do paint it as like a kind of quasi-Cylon thing here, which is... Well, I guess that's more the synths, excuse me. But, uh. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, it is. Oh, yeah, I guess it could be that. Okay, so I had a theory. I think. I think by the end of episode two, I'd already given up on this. But it was that um, Romulans had made the synths do that because they would rather die than be rescued by the Federation.
0: <laughs> that might. Well, look at some of the folks who are looking at the Vulcan. Uh, Balkan... Was that the Kalamador? The Vulcan... The
1: Vulcan lady who's, who's probably Romula a Romulan. Well, yeah, but then the other one definitely is a Romulan. <laughs> right, so. it, but she looks human.
0: Yeah. Anyway, the whole point is the uh, Romulan Secret Service is definitely a thing here. Maybe the Romulan Secret Service had that thought. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. Romulans I don't in think, general, like, not. No, you know, no, no, who, Who's Who was going to be like, blow up my planet, screw you. But <laughs> Yeah, but some maniacs. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I think. But then they're talking about this whole weird secret about how they hate synths or whatever. I don't know, is it going to turn out that the... Uh, the original Vulcan prophet was a robot or something. We're
0: using the thing you—the thing we hate to destroy you. I don't know. Uh, that's still,
1: you know, it's on its on the slow cooker. Obviously. Yeah, obviously we don't know the facts yet, right? Yeah. That was just a little theory I had.
0: I mean, it's a peak TV thing where basically we have now seen the first 20% of a really
1: long movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not <laughs> episodic like TNG was. Yeah, like... Well, re- with two episodes in, Picard hasn't left Earth. Yeah, that's kind of wild. <laughs>
0: um, although... You know, I kind of didn't expect him to in the first two episodes. I, I don't expect he'll be off, I'll say, as engaged until the end of the first act, which would be the end of the third episode. Mm. Um, they are slowly throwing in their actors. Uh, if you're familiar with the actors, I guess it's a spoiler because they're in the credits, but mm. Discovery did that too, so whatever. Yep. And I, you know, I don't know every actor on a show, so it didn't bother me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like I recognize that. Um the Romulan spy is shagging the robot. He looked like Ethan Peck, who played Spock on Discovery. Oh, he does a bit. <laughs> he looks real I feel similar feel like I feel like he was in some old BBC drama, but I don't know okay, okay. like Merlin or something.
0: No, I was like, I, I did think that his look was way too close to the season two Discovery Spock look. Yeah. I mean, he's a Romulan. Well, it's
1: like how, because Romulans and Vulcans all look the same, how do they make them distinctive? Give them a bit of stubble. <laughs> yeah.
0: How do we make Vulcans and Romulans sexy? This way. There's only one way. There's, there's no other choices.
1: <laughs> I, th- I, I think you'll find that if you go on the internet, people have been finding Spock sexy for a long time. <laughs> no, I'm just talking.
0: I'm, I'm, I was trying to quote the production team here. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so what do you want in the future? We got, we got eight more episodes
1: rolling. What do you want to see happen? Right. this is a cop-out answer, but it's the truth. I don't want to know what I want. Mm. Star Trek's not a nostalgic series, right? It needs to give me something new. I want some cool sci-fi idea I didn't think of. I want a cool plot I hadn't thought of. I want Picard to come up with an ingenious solution that I don't see coming. <laughs> so I, don't, I hope that it continues to surprise me, is what I hope for.
0: Yeah, I, I think the show is, I, I think that's kind of their goal. But you said Star Trek's not Nostalgia. We have a new coworker. We said Star Trek, he's
1: like, I'm too young for that. <laughs> I was watching Star Trek when I was freaking six years <laughs> no, old. Same here. <laughs>
0: that just flew my mind, like, what is he, it's 24? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's like, oh,
0: I, yeah, Star- I think I'm too young for Star Trek, which does key into the, is it Nostalgia?
1: It's, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be in the way that Star Wars is, right? It shouldn't be. Because we don't it's, want it. it's sci-fi. It's meant yeah. Star Trek is the future. That's why I'm so, well, I've been saying since they made the 2009 Star Trek, I don't want remakes and prequels. I want more Star Trek. I think and this a, feels like more Star Trek. How much of a
0: Kelvinverse fan base is there?
1: There's something. I mean, there's comics on it. And people stuff. like them. Yeah. I don't think there's a Kelvinverse fan base. I think there's just enough of a percentage of the Star Trek fan base who are like, well, this is what we're getting. I'll enjoy it.
0: But with younger people, that might be the thing they like. Maybe, that, maybe that, for them, that's, that's Star Trek. Maybe. Yeah, tell us if that's you. We were curious because we're, well, I'm an old fart and Luke's working on it slowly. Yep. Tell, tell us how us old farts
1: don't get them old trick. Talk about that, old farts. Um, they did the tried and tested plot of Picard goes in. He's the one who knows what's right, but he just comes across as arrogant and they tell him to get out of here. So rare seeing that but the guy who's giving it all of that is the one who wants to pursue peace and kindness and friendship, right? <laughs> yeah. Normally it's like, no, no, he's the action man who knows these guys are bad guys. And those sissies in command don't want to pick a fight. It's the opposite. Like <laughs> command is very violent and aggressive and though they were our enemies and yeah, we do have to kill people. And Picard is the one coming in with the he's more the expert. progressive <laughs> outlook. It's, I just, it's... He's the I expert nev- they're not listening to. I never see that trope this way around. Mm. <laughs> I, it, it comes across to me as a very right-wing trope, right? <laughs>
0: like, Oh, just one thing I just want to throw out before we get too deeply past episode two. Uh, are we going to see Bruce Maddox? Did you catch on that?
1: Yeah, he's the guy who wanted to steal data, right?
0: Right. So in now the, um, he's the cyber expert. I wonder if we're actually going to see Measure of a Man, him. is that the one? Measure of a Man, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Surely. They can't just name drop him this much and he's not going to have a role.
0: Well, it seemed like he had a pretty serious uh, role in this Thing in general, so yeah. I'm curious if that's going to be something we're going to get He'll a turn bit up more yet, of. Yeah, I, I wonder if they'll get the actor. I don't know. I, think, I, think I, don't, think, I don't think
1: he's a famous was that, was actor. Was that Hugh in the uh, board cube, or I know the actor played Hugh's supposed to show up. Yeah, maybe he hasn't shown up yet. Okay. Because um, I saw in the trailers that Seven of Nine's showing up.
0: Yeah, she's not on yet. So yeah, that, I, I I could expect her to be in the first episode or two. So. Uh, no, but then not-
1: Picard doesn't know there's any Borg stuff going on yet.
0: True. My uh, Voyager knowledge is my my soft spot and my Trek knowledge. I'm not... I don't know much about Seven of Nine at all, to be honest. So.
1: Mm. Well, the only thing I know is that she was brought in to be the eye candy, and yeah. it turned out she can act. Yeah. <laughs> it was no. like, oh, she's actually a great character, but she was just here to wear a catsuit and pout. Yeah, I, I've, seen, you know, I've
0: seen her in Voyager. I've watched... Mm. But, uh, yeah, I've just... Some people are really into it, and that is not a bit of nostalgia. It's just people who were
1: teens when she first appeared on screen, right? (laughs) You had Troy
0: for that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll sign off for now. Keep it real, homies. Yes. Make it so. Next bonus, more Star Trek Picard.